You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. 20 minutes from now, we'll have Lightning Bets, our favorite plays for tonight. And, of course, our plays for the national championship game. We just got some uh, some news that could impact some futures markets. We're hearing uh, Julio Rodriguez is going to start in uh, right field for the Mariners on opening day. So there's an interesting rookie of the year play in the American League. He's a very talented young player. So Seattle adds him to the roster. So that, that'll be fun on opening day. We're going to talk all a bunch of futures here. Masters, some football, some basketball, I'm sure. Ian McDonald going to join us here on the Roman guest line. Ian at CRG Futures. Ian, how you doing, man? Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome back. Does anybody Ian. have it better this week than does anybody have it better this week than Jim Lampley or uh Jim Nance? He does the NCAA tournament. He does the uh Masters. Uh what a nine days for him. Oh, incredible. Ian, you're right. It's incredible. It's a great week. I mean, it's a great week for all of us, but certainly for Jim Nance. Let's start it with is. the Masters. Let's let's go there and then we'll kind of work our way all around. Let's start with the Masters. Uh, where's your head at, futures wise, for the Masters as we're a few days away? Yeah, this is one of the uh, well, it's the only uh, majors you guys know that's it's probably the most predictive year after year because obviously they play at the same course. It's the only one that does that. So course history here is the big thing uh, ahead of maybe course form uh, or any of the other factors you use. There's a couple guys that I was looking at a few weeks ago. I was able to grab Scotty Scheffler at forty to one. Uh, he had won three out of five tournaments. Um, he was having a heck of a year so far, and I know that now he's kind of become the chalky play. He's been top ten um, in all the majors so far in his career, so he's had uh, he's been pretty good wherever he's played. Um, he's a guy that I like, and I, I don't know if you want to bet him maybe at that number, but at forty to one, he's somebody that I have. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk. I've received a couple messages about Tiger playing this week. I'm not on Tiger. I saw that his first round score prop was one that I was looking at. It was uh, 74 and a half. It had recently been bumped up to 75. I'm going to play the over on that just because you don't know about his health, number one. That's the big question. But number two, if you look back on some of his first rounds throughout his uh, 25 years at the Masters, even when he'd won, his first rounds, uh, his scores have been a little bit higher uh, than they have been the rest of the way. He's not been a fast starter there. Uh, so that's a that's an angle I think you could play too. Obviously, along with his leg, I think he's going to play. I just don't know how well he's going to play coming off of the uh, off of the leg injury that he had what 17 months ago now. Um, <clears throat> so that's another bet that I made was uh, Tiger over 74 and a half, 75 shop around, see what you can get. Uh, in addition to Scotty Scheffler, there's also a couple guys uh, down the board I looked at for like first round leader. Uh, Paul Casey is a guy who's you know played okay here, even though he's a little bit older. Uh, he had a couple rounds uh, four, five, six years ago where he was in the top 10 in the Masters. So I put a little bit of money on him at first round leader. Again, like I said, going back to course form uh, or uh, excuse me, course history. So he's a guy that I looked at. Uh, Justin Rose, somebody I looked at. Louis Oosthuizen is somebody I looked at down the board a little bit as guys that I think might be able to come out. And I don't know if they're going to put it together for four rounds, like I said, because of their course form uh, or uh, because of their current form right now uh, may not be the best, but because of their course history there, I think these are guys that maybe have a chance to play uh, near the top of the leaderboard early on. And also, I will tell you this too in the Masters, I was looking at the weather. They're expecting some weather there on Friday. Obviously, that could change. It's supposed to be very windy 
there on Friday, 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. So that may favor somebody that uh, plays from either Europe or uh, somebody from like Texas. Scotty Scheffler is a guy that's from Texas. They play down there where the, the winds tend to blow more. Guys hit a lower a lower golf ball, lower trajectory ball. Uh, may help in a, in a, a Masters like this with uh, where the winds may kick up. Generally, we have pretty good weather down there. But I did look ahead and I saw that Friday they're expecting some some high winds. So it's something to keep in mind when you're looking at. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind the time when the weather is expected on Friday. Maybe you can get somebody going early before mm -hmm. uh, they get some of the weather. But uh, we'll find out about those tee times coming up on Tuesday. Okay, so in addition to the futures, what are some other ways, Ian, that you are going to attack the Masters? Because we have more betting angles to take a look at than any other time of the year. Uh, are, since it's mm -hmm. so predictive, do we have some sort of an edge in the matchups or make the cut, miss the cut parlays, anything there? Yeah, that's that's where you look. And I've got uh, I've got a couple of them pulled up here because, like you said, the course history is uh, so predictive with the Masters. With the make or miss cuts, um, something I did last year was I took the top 20 golfers in the world and I went through the four tournaments and I bet against them making the cut, okay, just because – some guys have a good history at certain places. Some guys don't. Uh, some guys come in in current form, whatever. So I bet against him because you could get some big plus prices on people like Dustin Johnson. Uh, you know, he's kind of struggled a little bit the last couple of years. Really hasn't been uh, his best form. He had an injury here a couple of years ago. Um, so there was guys like that. Victor Hovland was another one where I put a little bit of money against them to make the cut. And uh, the last time that I did that was the Open Championship. And it was something like nine or 11 of the 20 guys that were there missed the cut. So that ended up being a profitable angle, just betting against them to make the cut. So if you want to go through and look at some of the guys that have not had much success here and maybe top 20 players in the world, you can then go ahead and look at what their odds are to miss the cut. And you might be able to make some plus money there uh, because not everybody has that comes to the Masters has it's a top 20 player has, uh, has a good history there. Um, now, here's a guy. Uh, last year that made the cut that everybody loved and then coming into this year, he's 35 to one, Will Zalatoris. He's minus 450 um, to make the cut, to miss the cut. He is at, there he is. I just had, there he is, plus 300. Okay, so he's only been here once. So at that plus 300, um, you know, how's he playing right now? Is he going to come back? Is he going to be able to build on that? Is he going to uh, regress? You know, Freddie Couples was the last guy to win in 1979, I think, in his first time here. So he doesn't have much experience. So maybe he's a guy plus money that you take to miss this year uh, instead of make or to win like he did last year when he finished top, uh, what, second, I think. Tied for second or second by himself. So, you know, that's an angle that I've looked at, um, guys missing the cut uh, and guys to make the cut, maybe betting against them. Yeah, and we're all going to talk about uh, course history so much this week, as we should, uh, more this week than any other week on the calendar. But mm -hmm. when we're when we're looking at previous years, do we just omit 2020? Let, let's not forget that it played very differently. That Masters was in November, and that's all the players were talking about that week. Like, this is a completely different course than what you get in early mm -hmm. April. Yeah, the, I think you have to go to the, to the early April um, – history instead of the November. And that it, I was glad that we had the Masters that year. I mean, that was great that they were able to schedule it when they did. And then we turned around and had it again, what, five months later? But yeah, you have to go with the history of uh, 2019 and before and then this past year uh, than you do with 2020 when they did move it to November. Because it generally is, is the weather is great there this time of year. It's generally pretty calm. 
the the greens are pretty firm by by the time you get to Saturday or Sunday, but they're pretty receptive. And I remember back in November, like you said, they talked about how much different it was, uh, and that was reflected, I think, too, in the leaderboard and who was up there in the in the scores. So yeah, ni- twenty nineteen and before, and then this past uh, year, twenty twenty one, those when Matsuyama won, and then Zalatoris was in the mix there. You got to go with the history there, I think. What about on these top 20, top 30, even top 10 finishes? Is there any value there at all? Or is that just going to stay away, those categories? No, I think I think the Masters is a great place to do uh, some top 10s, top 20s, uh, even top 30s I've got here. Now, I pull up uh, DraftKings. And in, here in Illinois, we've got uh, seven apps that we can use. I've been using DraftKings here for the last few hours. Um, so you've got guys in the top 30. Uh there's a lot of the uh, top 20, let's see, 24, 26 players here that are listed are all uh, minus money. But then you go down a little bit farther. And again, because of the course history being so prominent, I think that being able to get some guys in the top 30 uh, that you may not think win but have a general, have a pretty good history here uh, might be the way to go. And uh, depending on your app, what they allow you to do, maybe you can put a couple of those guys in a parlay. Um, I know that uh, – DraftKings doesn't allow you to do that, but there are some others too that um, they'll maybe allow you to put two or three guys in. Uh, guy, you go down the board a little bit, okay? Here's a guy, Charles Schwartzel, who won here a number of years ago, plus 200. Uh, so he's down the board on a, on a top 30. Patty Harrington, plus 350. Go down a little bit farther. If you want to have a little fun for the older guys, Bernhard Longer, 6-1, to one, to do a top 30. A few years ago, he was, he was in the mix uh, through Saturday, if memory serves. Uh, maybe into Sunday. So this is the place that you see guys like that, the Bernhard Longers and the and the Fred Couples and the guys that come back to play. They can play well here. They can score here because the, the courses stay the same generally through the years. They've lengthened it. Uh, but these are guys that, that know where to put the ball, um, know how to play the course, and that is such a big factor here. So if you want to throw a little bit of you know total money on a guy like Bernhard Longer or Fred Couples when you get to be a guy like my age and you pull for the old guy, uh, that might be a way to go. The prices aren't great. The numbers aren't great on top 30s because also, and a lot of people may not know this, it's such a limited field by invitation only. Uh, there's only you know, 90-ish golfers um, you know, that come here. Um, so there's a lot fewer people. So even the older guys that do play or some of the guys that are down the board a little bit who have won a tournament and been invited, um, you know, those guys uh, also have some numbers on them. They're a little bit longer. You may not have heard of some of these guys. But uh, it's interesting to put some money on, you know, maybe people down the board a little bit. Just, you know, see what you can come up with. You know, some of these guys might hit. Lee Westwood is another guy uh, that I saw who's had a little bit of success here, even as he's gotten a little bit older. Ian, how would you play the Tiger market if he plays? Uh, if you had to play it, would you play him to miss the cut? I mean, it's it's so difficult. He hasn't played in so long, and it's this, like, feel-good story. I mean, it's the odds are crazy. The fact that he's 55-1 to one now to win the Masters, yeah, I mean – that yep. just seems like you're probably like your money on fire considering we don't know what he's going to look like, but is there a way you would play tiger if he does indeed play the masters? And this, I think it's important too, to check your sports book because if you were to put money on him and then he withdraws, see how that's played when he tees it up, is that action? You know, if he doesn't complete a certain amount of holes or first round, you know, is that a refund? Check your rules. That would be the first thing that I would tell you. I know that people want to play him because, He's Tiger, and because of his uh, success there and obviously what he's done, is we don't even go into it. I would take him to miss the cut. He hasn't played a competitive round in a year and a half. Um, like I said, I mentioned the first question. 
over 74 and a half uh, with his first round score. I'm going to play that. I already have. I'm also going to play him to potentially miss the cut. I'm waiting to see where that number goes because I, I still think that more public money is going to come in on him to make the cut or to win or, you know, whatever. So it's going to drive that number in my favor. And I'm going to see if that number moves before Thursday um, where I might be able to get a little bit better than what I've got right now. So I would say miss the cut. Again, I'm, I'm going against him. Not the smartest thing. You're not going to make a living betting against Tiger. But uh, I am going to bet against him making the cut, and I am betting against him over in the first round of uh, 74 and a half, 75. Especially betting against Tiger at Augusta. Of all places. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you you mentioned uh, what one of your futures, Scotty Scheffler, earlier on. Do you think you'll make any late additions? Because if there are guys like Tiger, there are there are guys that are going to get steamed. Uh, their numbers will drop, and, and maybe you you find some opportunities, some numbers that could jump. Any uh, numbers you're keeping a close eye on here? Well, I, I can tell you that I'm going to wait until late Wednesday to add anything to. I want to see who wins the par three contest, which they're reinstating this year because nobody has ever won the par three is if I, if memory serves, nobody's won the par three and then won the tournament. Uh, if there has been, it's, it's one person. And I, I, I can't even remember. I'm going to do some double checking on that later today, but uh, anybody that wins the par three, I think I'll probably fade. That has been something that through the years has been, a um, has been money to, uh, to not take them. Um, so I'm going to wait a little bit uh, as we talk here on Monday, you know, I still got about 54 hours uh, till Wednesday afternoon. So, I'm going to watch some steam and see where people's money come in, um, see what the weather's going to be like. Again, I want to wait another day or two until we get some confirmation on the uh, weather that's supposed to be moving in on Thursday and Friday, and I want to see the tee times tomorrow. So there's some there's some factors there that, uh, that I'd like to wait for, and if I can wait until Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday night to be able to make some late moves, um, we'll post those, and uh, that way... Uh, people know, but it's there's a few guys that I'm keeping my eye on that I just I, I kind of want to see what happens here, um, you know, coming up in the next two days. Um, let, any baseball futures um, as opening day approaches that uh, you really like? Yes, there are. I have liked the, there's a couple win totals that I played, and this is something too that I that I looked around, and you guys would know this too. And for the for the casual better, I don't know how many apps the casual better the guys that watch uh how many they have i went through and did the 30 uh major league teams their win totals on the six apps that we have here and i've got them on a dry erase board uh over on the other wall i found eight different win totals amongst the six apps here that i looked at that had a two game difference all right in between you know one app and the other i found 10 teams that had a three game difference in their win totals Okay, so I'm looking like Baltimore. I'm looking at one right now. The Orioles were anywhere between 62 and a half and 65 and a half. Um, then there was, uh, as another one, as an example, the Twins. That was another one, 78 and a half to 81 and a half. So it's really important to shop around, depending on you know which uh, which side of those bets you like. Um, that I've got a great range there, and some of them I may just play both sides just to see if I can get a middle. Okay, yep. and it's uh, you know that's not something I always do, but that's something that. Uh, that the casual better may want to do. You want to take a look at the A's under. And another one I like is the Tigers over. I know we're, we're up against it here. So uh, I'll give you those two right there. Love it. Ian, we love always it. appreciate hopping on at CRG Futures for all of his content. Ian, we'll talk soon. Ian was on the Roman. Get on Lightning Bets coming up next on the BetQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.